Yes. Yes, here we are. I think we are live. This is Jack Kelly from Jack Kelly. Let's go live with Jack Kelly, but I've changed it a little bit. This is let's go live with Jack Kelly, but we're talking about the future of work. And so this is a whole new program that I'm testing out that I think you're all going to be so interested in because it, it involves what is going to happen in this post-pandemic world. And I don't know about you, but I am completely jazzed and excited about everything that's going on. Seriously, this is not hype. This is not like, oh, you know, because I'm doing this live, so I'm making it more than it is. To me, in my, from my perspective, whether it's writing for Forbes, whether it's as an executive recruiter, you know, with recruiter, dealing with people all day long, I could just feel the vibe that it's changed. It went from doom and gloom and everything looking terrible to the sky's the limit. Like just today, you know, with the future of work, it seems like the workers, the employees are going to really have the power moving forward. The game has changed. During the pandemic, what, 80 million Americans lost their jobs. Now there's a war for talent. And when that happens, then individuals have more say. They have more power. You've probably heard talk about the great resignation. You know, that's, that's some professor, of, I think Texas A&M was saying that if um, basically people are just going to resign and find new jobs, just going to go up and quit because there's so many opportunities. Now, personally, I think that's, you know, a little overboard. I think that's a little much, you know, maybe if you're a waiter or a waitress at a restaurant and you're not being treated well and the one down the street they'll pay you more. You could tell your boss, hey, you stink. I'm going to go over here. Yeah, that could happen. But I don't think across the board it will. But the theme is this. We're talking about it. Before, that wasn't an issue. You know, that wasn't even a possibility. And now it definitely is. It's a game changer. So also talking about the future work, I just have to make sure that my mic and everything is on here, right? Because I'm doing this, doing this all solo. So mic works, Yeti, everything. Okay, cool, cool. So um, just today, it's really interesting. So just today, I spoke with um, this guy, Mike Conley, who wrote uh, a, uh, this viral LinkedIn post where he talked about the challenges he faced as a job seeker, you know, that he went through about nine different interviews with maybe two or three more to go, and he finally said, hey, this is, this is enough. This isn't fair. Why are you making me jump through all these hoops? And he pulled out of the running. Um, he shared his experiences. And he was met with about 2 million views, thousands of likes, thousands of comments, thousands of direct messages, all kind of saying, oh, my God, I thought this was just me. I didn't know that everybody else was going through this. I thought I was the only one jumping through all these hoops and, and going through all these hurdles. And it made him feel good. It hit, it, hit a, it hit a nerve that's out there. The nerve is, well, you know, I'm interviewing. I'm not being treated fairly. I'm being treated rudely, shabbily. And it has to change. And this is one of the things where the future of work is taking place is that workers are feeling empowered to say and stand up for themselves and say, no, I'm not going to take this anymore. This is not fair. This is not right. I'm being taken advantage of. And with the outpouring 
of support, you could tell there's so many people who feel the same way. Give you another example. I spoke earlier this morning too to Jonathan Frostick. He's a gentleman, a UK guy, uh, UK chap, I guess they would say. And um, he worked uh, at HSBC, big bank, uh, had a heart attack, sudden heart attack. He's okay now, you know, he's okay. He's, he has a stent in his heart, but he's, he's doing fine. And he posted also on LinkedIn saying, hey, this is what happened, but I had an epiphany where I realized I, I, I've just been working, 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 working. I didn't spend enough time with my family. I didn't spend a time you know, with my children, with my spouse. And he made a promise to himself that he's gonna change and that he's gonna enjoy his life. And he's gonna, yes, he's gonna still work, he's gonna, but he's gonna find something with meaning, with purpose, something that he feels good about himself. And then make sure that he has the time to enjoy his life and to enjoy everything and to be there and present when he's with his family and his kids and his friends. And it doesn't seem like much, but let's be frank. Prior to the pandemic, did we really talk about these issues? Not really. We just took for granted. You have to wake up early in the morning, slept, let's say I live in New Jersey now, you know, slept from New Jersey into Manhattan, commute takes three hours back and forth, be in an office building all day long, come home, be tired, cranky, hit the couch. That was accepted, like that's what you're supposed to do. But now it's not so much. So today, what I want to talk about is the four-day work week. If, we, if I brought this up two years ago, a year and a half ago, you, everyone would say, come on, what are you talking about? It's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. But yet, we have remote work. We have hybrid work now. And that's not only do we have remote work, but there are people who say, I think what the studies say, like one out of four people say, if I can't work remote, I'm just leaving. Going back to that whole great resignation thing, that if I can't get, if I can't get a job and, and stay at home, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. And companies are hearing that because most companies now are doing a hybrid where you're in two, three days a week, the rest at home. But then there's a big percentage of folks who are just going to be working remotely. And the companies get it. If they push too hard to get people to go back, they're just going to leave. Or they're going to spend all day long looking for jobs, searching for jobs, networking, speaking with recruiters, and they're not going to be productive and they're going to leave. So, it, I, so I had an interview with this fellow, Andrew Barnes. He is the CEO of Perpetual Guarantee or Guarantee Perpetual, and he's going to be mad at me because I probably am mangling the name of it, but uh, at least I got his, his own name right. So what he, what he did for his company in New Zealand was to institute a four-day work week, and it worked. What he did is this. He kind of had an implicit agreement with his employees. You know, he sat down with them, and the deal was this. Hey, four days, no catch. It's not like we're going to pay you less. We're going to still pay you as if you were working five days. It's not going to be like, oh, okay, now you have to come in earlier and stay late. Nope. You come in like regular hours, whatever you were doing. But the thing is, you're going to make the commitment that you're going to actually do your job. You know, you're going to do your job, you know, not goof around, not talk about sports. I guess in New Zealand, they're not going to talk about baseball and basketball. I don't know. They talk about, I don't know, kangaroos or is that... 
kangaroo racing or is that like Australia or I don't know, rugby maybe, probably mug, uh, rugby. So they're not going to talk about you know rugby. They're not going to come in at the crack of 9.30, get a cup of coffee, gossip, talk about lunch, you know, and just, just waste the day, surf the internet, look at sales on Amazon. You know, the idea would be, hey, you're going to come in and you're going to work. Not like a robot. Andrew seems like a really nice guy. Doesn't seem like he wants you to be this like hardcore robot, but it does seem like let's be fair with each other. Fair with each other. You know, you come in, you put a full day in, you you do what you're supposed to do, and then you're out of there. Then you have a three day weekend, and that's awesome. And think about that. How awesome would that be? Where you don't have to go in five days a week, or even if you're working remotely, you get that extra day off. You don't have to answer emails. You don't have to have your manager driving you crazy. You don't have to have the annoying coworkers bugging you for stuff. You just could relax for three days. That would be unheard of. So what they're doing is they're sending out a petition. I wrote about it on Forbes, so you can kind of check it out. A petition to say for companies who want to get part of this pilot program, um, Kickstarter is part of it. And, to, and if you're employees and you want to tell your boss, which is probably difficult kind of conversation to have to say, hey, I want to do it. But this is the world we're in now. We can do that. And again, I'll go back to this theme. In a hot job market, I can tell you this from recruiting for over 20 years, when it's a hot job market, companies have to bend to the will of the workers because they know if they don't, people will leave and it's going to be hard to replace them. And if they replace them, they're going to have to spend more money for it and it's going to take time to do it. So they're better off making their employees happy and they know they have to do certain things to get the best people to come in. So you have bargaining power right now. Now it changes. We've learned this during the pandemic. You know, everything was great in 19, 2019 or whatever it was. And all of a sudden the pandemic hit was not great at all. So things change on a dime. So while you have this window of opportunity open, you wanna try and see how you can make your life the best way it can be, both personal and at work. So with a four hour workday, it's, it's a great way just to kind of have a nice life. Especially, let's say you're hybrid. Okay, a couple of days a week in your office, a couple of days you're home, and then you have that you know three-day weekend. If you're completely remote, boy, think how much better you're going to feel, how much happier you are. I, I, think, I think people probably even be more productive at work because they can say, hey, you know what? Four days, I could bang that out. I could do that. And not only do that, you'd probably be super happy. Thinking, you know what? I'm glad, you know, that Andrew, and I'm just using him as an example. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm, I have no connection, just so you know, no connection with this company at all. It's just I spoke to them and I like their mission. And it seemed really interesting. And I'm, and, and I'm all about right now trying to find cool ways for people to better themselves, how to, how to have a great career, great job, how to move forward, how, how to benefit from this whole new post-pandemic paradigm shift. Wow, that's a tongue twister. I'm not going to show you do that again. <laughs> so, so it's an interesting concept, but it doesn't have to be just that. Now, they've tried it other places too, by the way. They tried it with Microsoft in Japan, which worked out well. But to be fair, it could have worked out well because they just wanted a three-day week and now maybe not so well. But you know, from the study they did, it worked out well. Spain is putting it into place right now. See how that plays out. Finland, they proposed it, never really happened just yet. Then we had a bunch of like the uh, uh, power uh, 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 paddleboard company, um, and um, I, the CEO's name escapes me, so he's going to hate me. But this is a company that Mark Cuban bought into from Shark Tank. Uh, he tried it, worked, worked well. 
Um, I had to tweak it a little bit, but the idea is to try these things, to try these things out and see how they go. Because some may work, some may not. And this is a cool time to do it because we're in a time of change. We're a time where some companies are saying it's hybrid. Some people say it's remote. Some people like Wall Street banks are more like, get, get back into the office. <laughs> you got to get in here. And I get that. I get that because if they didn't get there, Manhattan is big with financial services. If you don't go back to the office, you're talking about tens of thousands of people, it would probably crush the city. And Wall Street is very regulated. So probably easy to have everybody under one roof for compliance and legal risk. So one size doesn't fit all with these things. Everything's be a little different, but that's okay. Because I think enlightened management can make decisions based on their particular company, what's right and what works. So while four days a week could be great, but there are other themes that I'm seeing too. I, I spoke to this, uh, this guy who ran workforce software and what they're doing is this more blue collar workers, they call it deskless workers. Um, and the key from, from him, what they were doing is this, sitting down with people and saying, hey, what shifts do you want? What shifts work best? Because they found out, and this sounds so obvious, but pre-pandemic, no one did this. Well, I should say no one, but people weren't as attuned to this. They would sit down and realize, wow, this is a working mother who now, because they have these schedules set, it's hard to drop the kid off at childcare, pick up their child, and just, just very stressful. So when they sit down and say, what, what hours work best and, and tinker it, it makes all the difference in the world. So part of this is the whole theme is not, you know, for this program is talking about the four day work week, but it's really about options. It could be flexible schedules. It could be maybe you have a Wednesday afternoon off to chill out and relax. It could be an abbreviated day. Think about it. Maybe instead of a four-day, I don't know why I have trouble saying four-day work week. It's kind of a tongue twister for me. Um, so instead of having that, maybe it's a five-hour work day or six. I mean, white-collar workers, you, you know, eight hours, but let's be honest. We do way more than eight hours. During the pandemic, studies show it was like ridiculous hours, like nonstop hours. So that it could be certain companies could say, hey, you know what? Let's take care of our people so they don't burn out. They don't, they, don't, they don't feel depressed. They don't feel anxious. They don't feel stressed. So maybe say, hey, you know what? Let's figure out what hours work best. You know, maybe you come in at 10 o'clock instead of nine o'clock. Maybe you come in at 11 o'clock and stay later. Maybe it's just nine to four or nine to three, depending on the days. Because we're so obsessed or we have been so obsessed with FaceTime, you know, that you have to be in the office. Your manager has to see you. You know, they have to poke around and look in your office. Hey, is Jack working? What's he up to? Look over his shoulders. You know, is he actually doing work or is he just surfing the net, you know, net for porn? What's going on there? It's hard to break that habit. But I think the smart, forward-looking companies and executives are going to say, wait a minute. Why do we have to do it that way? If we can get people who could come in and we trust them and empower them, and if they could do their job in five hours, let them do it in five hours and go home. 
Why is it necessary to be there? Think about it. We've all done this. Turn back the clock. Anyone of a certain age, you know, felt the pressure to be in early so their boss sees them in early, to stay late so the boss could see them stay late. I even remember, and I'm embarrassed to say this, you know, part of like when I write, you know, blogs, you know, I would say, hey, here's a little hack. Put your jacket on the back of your chair, have your coffee, you know, on your desk and like an open thing of food so that if you're not in your office, people are going to think, oh, you're working. So whether you're in early or late, they're just going to think, oh man, this guy Jack is constantly working. How pathetic is that now, right? In hindsight, just go in and do your job and do the best you can. And I think if companies have faith in you and have confidence in you, empower you, give you responsibilities, people live up to it. You don't have to spend all day. Let's say you're done by three. You can say, I'm out of here. Three o'clock, we're done. Now, I know a lot of people, you're kind of cringing and saying, come on, that's ridiculous. But then again, if we said two, two years ago, we talked about remote work, you'd say I'm crazy too. So maybe it's not so crazy. Maybe this is an evolution that we had to go through. You know, there's this, you know, it's such a trite thing now to say that the pandemic accelerated fill in the blank, you know, by 10 years. And I think with the workforce, the same thing. It accelerated stuff that we're kind of was slowly moving towards. It just picked up steam because we start realizing, wait a minute, why do we have to work ourselves to death? Why do we have to put in so many hours, so many faces? It's just not necessary. And this is what's really exciting about how things are going. And what I would suggest to you, you don't have to take what's given to you. You could speak up speak to your manager, speak to your bosses in a polite way, in a nice way, but let them know, hey, can we talk about these options? Can we talk about, you know, a four, five hour workday, a six hour workday? Can we talk about flexible schedules where I could drop my children off at daycare and come in a little late and I'll even stay a little late. I'll be a sport. I'll stay late. Or, you know, my spouse will come and pick them up. We'll work something out. Just work with us on it so we can enjoy our life a little bit more. You know, have that four-day work week. Now, those are just some examples. There's all sorts of other variations of a theme. And another kind of thing that's really helpful is that mental health is kind of taboo. Growing up, particularly where I grew up in a place called Canarsie, Brooklyn, where it's you know very you know blue-collar working-class neighborhood, you wouldn't talk about mental health. I mean, people look at you like, what do you walk it off? What's wrong with you? And that's lasted up until recently. I'll even make the case up until just kind of pandemic where slowly it became okay to share your feelings, you know, and say, you know, I feel burnt out. I feel anxious. I feel isolated being at home working. And I think companies are starting to recognize that. And how, how sad is that? That it takes a pandemic for companies to realize, oh, our workers actually have feelings and emotions <laughs> and they're not robots and they're people and we really have to take care of it and pay attention to it. But you know what? Small steps and we're there because that's key too. The whole thing does also revolve around the real thing. If you think about it, everything does revolve around that mental, you know, emotional, health, physical well-being because if you're going and you're commuting in to any big city, anyone who's done that knows it's just horrible. Even if you live in a city and you're trying to get around like a Manhattan or a Los Angeles or San Francisco, that's not easy. It drains you, it wipes you out. You get exhausted. You get cut off 
You worry about road rage. The time you get into the office, you're, you're just, you're tired. You need a break, but you can't get a break because you have to put in eight more hours at least. And then you have to do the same thing coming home. So that by working with, you know, the staff and the employees and understanding, it's going to make it better for both because then the worker is going to feel that they're appreciated. They could work on the schedule where they work best. Think about it. We all have our own biorhythms, right? You know, some people are really morning people. Like I get up really early. Now, a lot is not because I'm a hustle porn guy, but my cat, one of my cats, I have two cats, two dogs. One of my cats, Dolly, wakes me up at 4.30 or 4, 4 to 5 o'clock every morning meowing because I got to feed her. And God forbid I don't feed her. Oh, the oh, what she made, it's like the world's coming to an end. So by five-ish, I'm like, all right, I'm up. I might as well work. So I get started. I work. That's when I do a lot of my writing. I, I, and then I start preparing for the day. But then by the end of the day, I'm shot. I'm brain dead. By the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I can't even think straight. So why wouldn't a company say, hey, Jack, if that's how your schedule is, if your cat dominate, you know, dominates how your schedule works, then, then all right, you start really early and then you knock off because what good are you if at three o'clock you're a zombie, doesn't pay, work during those hours and do your best. And we all have it. Now, you all might not might have cats that wake you up early in the morning, but I'm sure you have other things that go on. Or you're just wired that, hey, I'm a, I'm a night person. I do better at night. My son, he'll work way into the night. He's a college student. He'll work all night long. And he's cool with that. And he's fine. He's like a vampire, you know, and then come out, you know, you know, you know, be up all night, sleep all day kind of thing. But it works. He's getting good grades. So who am I to say? Don't, you know, I'm like, yeah, keep doing it. It's working. This is what's going to happen, where there's going to be this understanding, this global understanding of that the world has changed, we're changing, companies have to change, and it's going to be for the better. So we could work our best, we could have a life, we could have family, friends, hobbies, go to places. If it's a nice day, you could take a bicycle ride without worrying about it, or take a jog or a walk or whatever the case may be. Because as long as you're doing your work, what difference does it make? Again, I'm sure a lot of you are just rolling your eyes saying this is this is crazy. And maybe it is. But you have to take these small steps and you have to push for it and ask for it. And once again, I'll go back to it. We never would you have ever believed we would have a hybrid system where, you know, all these big companies, Microsoft, Google, Apple, Facebook, would say, hey, we're gonna have a hybrid system and you only have to come in two, three, three days a week, please. It's happened. It's it, this is what they're doing. And that's, that's mind-numbing. You never would have believed it. If I said this even you know, a few months ago, you think, nah, it's not going to happen. It's happening right before our eyes. And this is the future. This is what's happening. And what I would say is this. And in, in my experience as a business person, I always find out that an object in motion stays in motion. That when you have momentum, momentum keeps picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up. The momentum right now is on the side of the workers. It's hard to believe because you hear stories about, you know, Jeff Bezos being a gazillion, good billionaire, whatever, how much money he has. And, you know, other people like Elon Musk is just printing money. So you kind of forget that, oh, all right, yeah, you have that, sure. But then you also have it where it's a war for talent and it's hard to find people. Now, it's, it's, it's all dependent. It's not one size fits all. Some, some areas... It might not be. Some areas, there's not a lot of need, but some areas there are. And the ones that you are 
where there is a war for talent and there's a need for people, this is where you have your edge right now. This is where you could ask for a promotion. You could ask for a raise. You could ask for, you know, four day work weeks. You could ask for abbreviated hours. Now, could they say no? Maybe. Or maybe they say yes. Or maybe you negotiate. You have something in between. But the window is open. This is a new era we're heading into. If everything keeps going along this path, it seems that the economy is picking up speed. The stock market is hitting record highs. The job market is doing really well. Last I look, I think there was like the JOLTS report. That's kind of a acronym, goofy name. I don't even know what it's for. Job, OL, I don't know. JOLT, they call it, where it shows how many jobs are, you know, are out there. There's like 9 million jobs out there. That's ridiculous numbers. No, of course, not 9 million great jobs. Maybe some are great, some aren't. But you could see the difference. They're there. There's a need. There's a want. And what you're going to see too, the companies who get it, the companies who understand what I'm saying, they're going to succeed because they're going to say, hey, we are going to take care of our employees. We are going to do everything possible to make them happy. If it's hybrid, if it's remote, if it's four days a week, it's abbreviated weekdays, if it's flexible schedules, we're going to do it. Because if we do it, we know we're going to make people happy. And if happy workers are going to be successful and they're going to do well, and that's going to make the company do well. If we put our thumb down on them and just say, nope, every day, five days a week, here's what you have to do, no excuses, they're going to say, I'm not going to stay here. And guess what happens to those companies? Those companies are going to do poorly because they're going to lose the best and brightest because they're not going to put up with it. So you're going to find companies on their own, and not because they're nice people, not because they're philanthropists, it's because they're realists, because they realize, hey, if we could do this and we could really show the love to our employees and find out what's important to them, what works for them, and do it, they're going to be happy, they're going to be productive, and they're going to work. And so what? Not nine to five in a cubicle. You don't need that anymore. That, that's like the Stone Age now. We're in a different age. We're in the roaring 20s, whatever we are going into, whatever they're going to call it. So they're going to get it. The ones who don't get it, who don't care, who don't want to listen, you don't want to work for them because it shows they're not enlightened. They're not forward thinking. They don't get it. They're just stuck in a time warp. And for those, you're not going to go anywhere because the other companies are just going to keep, it's like, it's like a baseball, football team, rugby team, you name it. What happens what, if you get the best players, the odds are you're going to win. Yeah, you always have the bad news bears kind of scenario, you know, where, you know, the kind of goofy loser, you know, you know, sports team wins. That's the movies. In the real world, if you get the best players, you get the best team. Do you win all the time? No. But the odds are in your favor that you're going to win. Same thing with companies. If you feel the best team and they feel taken care of and they feel motivated, they're paid well, they're treated well, they're going to work really hard because they appreciate it and they want to stay there and they want to advance and get even more money and more promotions and more raises. And where the other firm that doesn't care, people are going to be lackluster. They're going to go through the motions. Okay, you want me in? I'll come in. I'll come in when I come in and I'll get to work by you know, the crack of 1030 and I'm going to have an hour and a half lunch and then I'm going to sneak out early and have you know someone cover for me. And that company's just not going to do as well. So it's not only the workers who want it, the companies are going to get it. So I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but I am really excited about it because I do feel we're at this inflection point. We're at this one time after a year and a half of just suckiness. And that's a technical word. Yeah, that's a very official, <laughs> that, that's a very official term. That after a year and a half of suckiness, we are finally getting into this zone where things are better. The mood of the country is better. 
Now, a lot of people, you know, a lot of places are not as fortunate as us. A lot of places are still under lockdown. I'm talking about outside the US, still dealing with a lot of issues. We're fortunate. We're in a good spot. You know, states have reopened, mandates have been lifted, the, the, the COVID deaths and sicknesses are way, way, way down. Jobs are way up, stock market is way up, real estate is way up. So this is the time. This is a time to kind of, if you're stuck in this post, in this pandemic mindset where you're still thinking in those terms, you got to stop it. You got to say, wait a minute. No, it changed. It flipped. We're, 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 we're entering a new era, a new age. And this is one that's going to be on your side. So, so if you're not looking for a job, maybe keep your eyes open. If you like where you are, you could stay there, but maybe see if you could get a promotion, a raise, maybe do something new with the company. If let's say you feel, hey, you know what? I've been doing this, and this is a lot of people. I've been doing the same thing for you know, 5, 10, 15 years. Do I want to spend another 5, 15, 10, 20 years doing the same thing? No. Reinvent yourself. Try something new. Go back to school. Learn a trade. Go into a different career. Now, I'm making it sound easy. It's not, but these are the things. This is the time to start thinking about it. When we're in a time of change, people give a lot of leeway. They're more open because they realize this is a transitional period where things are different. So start thinking in terms of what's possible, what you can achieve, what you can do, how you can grow your career, how you can change your career, how you can be a better person, how you can, how you can have a work-life balance. This is it. This is the time to really think it through and make it happen. And if enough people do it and enough companies realize that, hey, we can't just keep bossing around people all the time. We can't just keep telling them what to do to, to do, do that long commute, to stay shackled to a desk for 10 hours a day with the fluorescent lights going. Then, then everything is wide open and we have more chances, more opportunity to have a better work, a better life. Someone corrected me, like I said, better life work balance. Um, and that's possible. So I hope this. I hope. I hope this helps. I. I want to bring something different out to everybody to give them some hope, some ideas, some thoughts. Now, again, you might think I'm crazy when none of this will happen, and maybe you're right. And that's okay. But I think by talking about these things, just like I mentioned earlier about my colleague, you know, by him just talking about his his challenging experiences looking for a job and how rude and how inappropriate and humane was. And you had, had like almost 2 million views, thousands of people commenting. It shows that, that we're tired of this. We want to change, we want a different. And you need people to speak out and say these things. And that's how these things happen and how they change. So good luck with everything. If you ever need, if you want to ask me a question, hit me up. You can look me up, Jack Kelly on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I'd be glad to help. If you have any ideas, thoughts, you want to learn more about what I'm talking about, I'd be glad to chat. So, so I hope I hope you found this illuminating, interesting, compelling, uh, hopefully not too kind of a wide-eyed dreamer kind of thing, because ironically, I'm not like that at all. I'm, I'm kind of this cynical old guy. So if I'm saying this, that, that means a lot. So thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll speak to you tomorrow.